It's Barely in Topic, a podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Welcome to Barely in Topic. We're back for another episode. They keep letting us do it. I don't understand why. And I am VA, and this week I am joined by Tim. Hello. And special guest star Ben. Why? Because you said that you would. That's why. Now, why do they do this to us? <laughs> First of all, Ben, I have to ask you this question. Um, how is your deadbeat roommate? Seriously constipated at the moment. So he's uh, he was doing a lot better. He had uh, dental surgery to get four teeth pulled because oh. that's just how he is. He even pulled one of them out himself because he's hardcore like that. Has a nice hockey smile now. <laughs> uh, but... Since then, he decided he's all, he wants to get all backed up, and he's been moping around and miserable on the uh, on the living room floor these days. So hopefully, he'll stop being a shady kitty and start being a super pooper. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. That would be. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, day to day lower body. Sorry. <laughs> now, I, I a follow up to that. Um, were you perpetuating this like two year joke with me? Or was I I so dense that I didn't get that you were talking about your cat and then it became a joke? It might be the latter. Uh, It's my running joke with my cat uh, that I say to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Because I really thought you had a deadbeat roommate and I wondered how this was working. (laughs) 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 I'm so smart. I am so smart. But anyway. That's MRT. (laughs) yep that's the yep that's me so obviously we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week and i think that we need to start with not games not the losing right now we'll we'll get along to that but we have to talk about how the Bruins sent down two people to providence they put them on waivers and they both cleared the first was brett ritchie which um I think everybody was pretty happy about. Not good enough. Yeah, yeah. He was a he was a body, but he was not a warm body. And there's no place for that. Now, naturally, he cleared waivers. He played his first game in Providence last night and he scored two goals. <laughs> Which you know what it means to me? He's a he's probably a decent AHL player. And he's kind of like a four A player where he's not good enough for the NHL, but he's too good for the AHL. So it's kind of a tweener. How many players have we seen come through that are like that? It's like a good fourth liner on a bad team, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened with Brett Ritchie, and we're not going to waste too much time on that. It's just something that I know Jeff has been asking for every week. Finally got his Christmas wish. But the more important one, I think, to talk about is David Backus. Now, David Backus was sent down on Friday, I believe, and he cleared yesterday, and he is being given nine to ten days before he has to report to the AHL Bruins. Now, that time period, they said that they would give that time period normally to uh, a player who's been an NHL player for a while. But to me, it makes me wonder if they're setting up to terminate that contract uh, if he doesn't report. Now, you'll remember a few years ago, Gregory Campbell had the same issue in Columbus, where he uh, basically was sent down to their AHL affiliate. I don't remember who it is. It's Cleveland something or other, right? Yeah. And he refused to report, and they terminated his contract. 
Now his contract was much smaller than the uh, the Bacchus one, but right now, as it stands, they're only saving about one point zero seven five million on the cap for that, and and that's good because their cap, as according to Cap Friendly on Friday, what they had left in cap space was seven hundred twelve dollars. <laughs> Well, <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. It said $712. Says it right there. Yeah. So basically, uh, his call, his his being waived is uh, paying right now a little bit for uh, Coolman being back up, I guess. Current, the current and deadline cap space is currently $2.34 million. Really? Yep. Wow. How did that happen? We have a surplus. What is this? <laughs> yeah, that's and that's where it gets into. Are the Bruins looking to make a move? Right. Um, I know. Yeah, I know. Their stated reason was at least that what they were you know, the publicly facing reason was that they want to give uh, some of the younger players more of a chance to to you know step up and see if they can do something for us. Which you know I believe I think that's that's important to do. But it's been clear that the call-ups and the various developing players we have haven't really been able to fill uh, a second-line right-wing role or really I mean, what we have on the third line, the fourth line, is pretty much set in stone at this point. So uh, when you have $2.3 million in cap space sitting around, it stands to reason that you know they're, they're, gonna, they're positioning themselves for a move at the deadline. Yeah, and they might be able to get a team to eat part of the, the salary of a player that's coming over. Or they might make an appropriate trade. Yeah. I know that Bruins Network, as of like a week ago, were talking about how Anders Bjork and Danton Heinen were both involved in, their names were both involved in possible trade scenarios, which set everybody off because everybody's like, don't trade Bjork and trade Heinen like yesterday. And it's like, oh my God, just people, I just. Trade both of them? I don't. If it, second line right wing, like that's. I am single, single-mindedly focused on second-line right wing. Neither of them is a second-line right wing. If you can turn those two into a second-line right wing, then outstanding, perfect. Do it yesterday. Yeah, if you could just merge them into one second-line right wing, that would be great. <laughs> the, the Voltron of right wings. Yeah. <laughs> but really, they'd only be the right arm. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not very useful in the end. Uh, yeah, so I think it, it's pretty obvious that they're looking to make a trade. And I, I think that they are just trying to solve the David Backus situation at the same time. Because, uh, you know, there are various things that have come out. I know that I have a quote from Bruce Cassidy saying that basically... <sighs> He, he doesn't want to play David Backus in a role that's going to get him even further hurt. I think that last concussion where he basically was out for a month was the determining factor in how often he would get played. And also, he's not super effective. Okay, so it's, you've got the, the double-sided coin thing here. So, it you know, personally, I, I hate that this is what happened, but I, I totally understand why. It had to happen. I just hate that David Backus, who is good in so many other ways, just not on the ice anymore, has to go. I hope he retires. I just, for the sake of his own health, I want him to retire. Like, badly. I worry about him so much. 
beyond hockey. You don't want to hear about terrible things like <clears throat> that he has complications 10 years down the road because of these concussions, you know? So I hope he does. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're definitely setting it up so that he could just opt to retire as well. You know, something is going to happen, and I doubt that he's going to play. With that, he's also made twenty four or 26 of the $30 million on the contract. So it's not like he would be giving up a huge amount of the contract either. $6 million is still $6 million. But still, it, yeah. it, it's, it's still something where it's not a ton. Yeah, it's 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 it if it's worth the risk to him is that's the big question is is does he risk his health for the sake of six million dollars and perhaps he shouldn't and and even at the least for the Bruins, uh, supposing he even was healthy, he still wasn't, or still isn't at this point NHL caliber, and uh, at that point you have to give that space to somebody who can actually play. Right. Right. Yeah, and that's nothing about Backus as a person. He's by all accounts, a really nice person, wonderful human being. You know, the the leadership presence in the locker room has been spoken about at length uh, by everybody in the locker room. Like, there's nobody says a bad word about the guy. Like, from a from a human being perspective, it's not like like anybody hates this guy. Uh, it's it's purely as as Marshan said. It's one of the shitty things about the business. Like, it's it's a business decision. It's a um, that the team has to move forward and they can't move forward with him. Here's Marshy's full quote. It's tough. I feel bad for him. He's been such a great teammate and a great friend and he's had such a great career. This is the part of the business that really sucks when you get into the numbers game and get into situations like this. You don't ever want to see a guy like treated in this kind of way, especially a guy that puts his time in and earned his stripes and has been such a great player in this league for such a long time. Again, unfortunately, that's the business side of things that is really shitty. He's been an incredible teammate. He can't say good enough things about him. He's just a great person, a great friend, and he's going to be missed in this room. We relied on him a lot on and off the ice, and he carried a lot of weight with the guys. We're going to miss him here, no question, but we wish him all the best. Ah. That sums it up. That straight up sums it, sums it all up. Yeah, I, I really think that he summed it up way better than everybody else. I mean, Cassidy had a lot to say about injuries and worrying about him as a person, uh, especially with young children, which is, you know, what everybody... What, we've talked about this so many different times. Maybe not you, Ben, but we have. And it, it just sucks. It sucks. But I, I understand why it's happening. I know that we need to improve this team because guess what? We're recording right after the Bruins lost to the Penguins on Sunday afternoon. And wow, we need somebody who's going to start this team back up in the second and third periods. Yeah, the uh, the second period. For whatever reason, the second period is this team's kryptonite. So assuming that they're going to work on a trade and we know that second line right wing we've been trying to solve for it all year and uh, charlie Coyle's not the answer because we solved for that last year that was called third line center so ben why don't you tell us about some targets that you're interested in uh probably a couple that you've already been mentioning i know uh jeff's been clamoring for kyle palmieri out of new jersey and i think there's a lot of wisdom there uh, Tyler Toffoli is the other the other big one. They're going to be expensive, no question. They're going to be expensive. They're probably they're the kind of player that 
maybe if it wasn't a trade deadline situation, might not be first round pick worthy, but given the scarcity of players of that caliber uh, available at the deadline this time, uh, we might see a first round pick getting involved. Uh, but for the Bruins to get a player like that, uh, they'll still need to shed some, some, some cap space. So, uh, cause even with 2.34 million left in the, uh, you know, in cap room, they're going to need to move another, uh, another contract. So, I'm uh, not sure which one gets moved, um, but, you know, we're talking about, you know, Andres Bjork, we're talking about Denton Heinen, I can, can see either of them getting moved. Uh, I, uh, we, need, we need a difference maker, and Toffoli or Palmieri could be that. Okay, okay. Yeah, Jeff definitely has a preference over Palmieri. Part of it is he thinks that Sweeney might want somebody who has, like, a little bit of term left, rather than just being a pure rental. Yeah, yeah, I mean... You, could maybe I forget what his contract situation is. Like, there's another one out there. Doesn't get talked much. Uh, Andre Keza in Anaheim. Right. His name came up like a week ago. Yeah, he's. I don't know if he's that difference maker kind of player, but uh, he's one of those cheapy options where um, he's. They won't have to to move, move a roster player to get him, and. Uh, apparently his points per 60 minutes is actually quite good. Now, is that points per 60 minutes on a second line? Uh, I don't know, uh, especially against you know good teams in the playoffs. But you know maybe he's a a, a budget option. But I personally want to see a, a bigger splash than a budget option. Right. Yeah. 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 We need somebody who's going to spark it. The last couple of games we haven't had David Krejci, and usually he's really good at keeping that line together and focused but we need somebody who's gonna even like uh just just create some more offense on that side obviously i i kind of like call kyle palmary because he's chris wagner's best friend (laughs) (laughs) i think well he's also probably the best person available as well i feel like you have to aim for palmary but like expect like maybe a tofoli type thing that's a really interesting way of looking at it, Tim. Yeah, I just I feel like I feel like the the to me the Bruins never like seemingly get the, like the really like the top guy there, but like getting going back and getting like the second or third name there, and that kind of works out sometimes. So I mean, I'm not shitting all over to Foley or not trying to anyway. He's not a bad player. I just Paul, I just think Paul Mary is better, and I think he would be having ter- a little bit of term has another year on his contract would be kind of nice. You don't have to worry about that for next year. Just double checking a uh, size on Palmieri versus Toffoli. It's uh six feet for Toffoli versus five eleven for Palmieri, uh, 185 for Palmieri and 197 for Toffoli. Toffoli. So uh, not that I'm the biggest proponent of go more big, but size has been an issue lately. And Defoli does give you a little bit, another like another ten pounds or so. Yeah, but uh, who chucks the nuts more? Probably Defoli instead of Palmieri. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I thought that Palmieri was scrappier, but I, I mean, neither of them. I don't think are really known for throwing down the gloves or anything. But yeah, they're both they're both feisty for sure. And you're not really necessarily looking for that on your second line. You just want somebody who can take a hit and give a hit. Pucks in the net. Put pucks in the net. And and, and that, well, that too, obviously. 
it'd be really great if, um, I don't know, the refs could see some of the things that we see. Sorry, I'm still thinking back about that day, that game today. So just, I'm still angry. I'm just, I'm just angry at Sidney Crosby getting away with shit again. Oh, it just bothers me. Uh, we got away with a few as well. I mean, McAvoy did slash a Crosby stick out of his hands. There was no call there. I mean, I think there was a lot of tit for tat going on in that game. Crosby sat on a player and continually cross-checked him into the ice. I'm not defending Crosby. I'm just... <laughs> I was just like, let me go and beat him up for you. <laughs> I'll take the penalty. That would be fun. Uh, anyway, I just, I'm just annoyed. And it's like, and of course it was on NBC. So it's just like, you know, it's a Penguins broadcast. It's a Penguins broadcast. And that made me even angrier. So, okay. Anyway, so Palmieri, Toffoli, Dark Horse, and Keza, or Kasha. Keza, Keza, Andre Keza, yeah. Oh, well, I thought it was Kasha. K-A-S-E. Or maybe it's pronounced Kasha? I don't it's, know. It's pronounced Kasha. Because it looks German to me. I know, I know, but he, I think he's like Slovak or something. I want to call him the big cheese, come on. Well, first of all, that's Keza from the Golden Ratio. She's the big cheese. But yes, yes, I get it. <laughs> Now I have the big cheese song going through my head. So thank you. That's not a, an unpleasant song. But anyway, um, no, I, I wanted to call him Keza too. Of course, I look at his name. I see Keza. I think cheese. I'm like, mm, that's a good option. I like that. Always say yes to cheese. Um, but it's actually Kasha. And I don't think it means cheese in his language. So that is the real shame. We could have pasta con queso. Come on. He's from the Czech Republic. Oh, well, see. Okay. Czech, Slovak, six of one, half a dozen of another. They're, they're oh, side by each. Oh, do not, do not, <laughs> do not. Okay, they are they are very different people. They were once a united people. They are not anymore. They did not like that. I was close. Other oh, right wings. Who would be good? I mean, maybe like a Josh Anderson out of the Blue Jackets, but the scoring isn't quite what we want. And his big body, and he does, but he, I'm still angry at him for for cutting my boy last year. But the other the other thing with Josh Anderson is that he's with the Blue Jackets, who, as apparently this is true, the Blue Jackets are in a playoff spot right now. <laughs> so the Blue Jackets may very well be as amazing as this sounds. Buyers at the trade deadline. Well, you did tell us that they have a huge amount of cap space. Oodles upon oodles of it. I saw another name recently for people trying to like say that they should go after. It was Bruins fans. It was just like Bruins Twitter. I think it was <laughs> fucking Folingo, maybe or something. Felino. Nick Felino. Yeah, him. Well, it, there's Nick or there's Marcus. But that's, the, but that's the the captain of the Blue Jackets who are in a playoff spot. So he's not going anywhere. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it was Marcus. Oh, no. Marcus Foligno is... Another one to look at, maybe Michael Granlund out of the Predators. Yeah, they've definitely got to be sellers because they are... Ugh. Yeah, there's a big cap hit, though, like 575. So either the Bruins have to unload a bigger piece or the Predators have to retain something. But... Yeah, not sure what's been going on. I don't think that Poyle's like huge on retaining salary, but I could be wrong. 
plays a UFA at the end of the season as well. True. Mojo. Connor Sheary, maybe. That, but he's that'd be he'd be like a third line guy for us. Who's he with? Pittsburgh. Uh, no. Sabers. Sabers. He oh, was Sabers. Right. Sabers. Yeah. Right. I I kept thinking actually that he was on the the Red Wings, which I just discovered again today that the Red Wings are a team. I had forgotten all about them. The one I was one I was looking at before the season began, and I who I thought was off to a good start, but the puck's just not going in for him is Wayne Simmons. Oh my. He looked like like he looked like exactly the kind of guy we we're going to need. And the first few games, it looked like he was driving play. Like the energy was there. The I mean, he, the energy even still is there. It's just uh, he's just not scoring, and I don't think it's ever going to come back for him. Is it just it, you think it's just him? It's not just that he's on a team that is. Um, not I think it's that just good? him. I mean, when you, there's a team with Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer and Kyle Palmieri, and Simmons is not the one scoring. So I think it's more a him thing than a, than a them thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where um, I know that people were thinking Wayne Simmons would be a great get, except that he's going to be very expensive. And he ended up going for less than he really wanted to go because the demand wasn't there. But yeah, I mean, he's pretty, how old is he? Like 33, 34? 31. Oh, oh, 31. While still on the wrong side of 30. So I can never tell how old people are in hockey. They all look older than they are. Is this is a off the board one and probably more expensive than we want to pay? But uh, is is Jesse Puljujarvi available to play in the NHL this year? I don't know. Is that the guy that was in Edmonton? It, or, yes, and who is uh, back in Finland because he chose not to report to the Oilers and they gave him permission to go play over there. I don't know if that. If if the CBA means he's ineligible, but if he's eligible uh, for a, a deadline pickup, maybe him, maybe him. But we'd have to give up some kind of you know comparable in terms of I mean his vaccination. I don't know because <laughs> he was uh, what number four overall for the Oilers that year because the Columbus passed on him to take Dubois. So the the question then is how much value do the Oilers want to get back? And how much value do they think Pilyarvi still has, and what's he worth it to us? Is he, would he be a step up at all? Uh, that'd be. It's off the board, but maybe there's something there. It could be that 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 the Oilers dangle him instead to to get a rental themselves, rather than look for to, for Pilyarvi to be a rental for some for somebody else. He's an RFA uh, after, after the season. He's having a good year in Finland. He's yeah. got 16-21 in 38 games. So 37 points in 38 games. Yeah, my guess is that the Oilers dangle him to one of the the lottery teams to try and, and get some playoff help. Hmm, yeah. So I can't really tell. I All I can say is that he is... Um, I, they must have his his rights. They must still hold his rights. I don't know if he could play. They though. do. Yeah, they, they, he'll be an R, RF, RFA at the end of the season. So it might be like kind of like a, the Soderberg situation. Remember how Soderberg had to wait until like his team allowed him to play, and the Bruins didn't get him until like the playoffs that one year. Oh right, right. That's that's what I would think would happen if they traded his rights. 
I can see that happening. Yeah, there's some CBA ledger domain that has to get figured out first. Yeah, I mean, usually our, our CBA guy is uh, Jeff. Jeff knows all this yep. stuff, and I'm like, how? <laughs> I, I will just say this. I felt really smart the other day when I, I posted something to, you know, uh, to our, our group DM, and Jeff looked at it at it and after i said that i mean after i posted i was like looks like they're looking to maybe buy out bacchus and he's like that could happen and i'm like oh my god i feel so smart like i actually knew something (laughs) yeah it's really not a bad buyout i think it's like four million next year and one the year after for for bacchus yeah well you know what i don't really love that because we just we're going to get three million off the books finally and then to do that but i mean then again it's better than the six million cap penalty that we already have in having a player that can't play i wish i would have found a way to ltir him really but hopefully like he doesn't report to providence and you can terminate the contract and be done with it i mean that's he would only terminate the contract if he or he he would only choose that route if he felt he wasn't going to play it anymore at that point uh, but I, I have a hard time seeing him walking away from $6 million, though. Yeah, whatever is left this year and then the $4 million for next year. So, all right. Well, hopefully Sweeney has something in the works. There is no roster freeze or anything that comes up with the All-Star game, is there? Uh, because this week, you know, the Bruins will start their, their break right after the... Uh, the game on Tuesday and then the all-star break is next weekend. And then they have more break after that. Um, I would expect a roster freeze. If if they're causing other players to play in the all-star game, then I I would assume the other players be free to go without having to worry about whether they're going to report right afterwards. Uh, But good question. Let's see if there is one. It's speaking of the all-star game. uh, Tuca came out this week and said uh, on Tuesday, he said that he wasn't going to play in the All-Star game because he wanted to have some time with his family, uh, which I think is a totally fine way to be. And of course, he said he would take the game suspension. Oh, he said this on Monday. I'm sorry. It was on Monday he said this. It was before the Flyers game. So he said he would take the one game suspension. He he didn't really mind it. Uh, he, it was more important to spend time with his family. That's great. Turns out that his wife is uh, pregnant. So I can understand that. Now we understand why Tuca's done so well this year. He's got the big daddy energy. But anyway, he then got injured on Tuesday with an upper body injury. Good old upper body injury. Well, actually bad old upper uh, upper body injury. Anyway, um, at first Cassidy said it was a concussion. Then apparently he's not in any concussion protocol. So maybe he hurt his neck or something. I don't know. The whole situation was like bullshit, if you ask me, because uh, the guy didn't get penalized and player safety didn't look at it. So whatever. I guess we can just fling our elbows at goalies now. Anyway, I'm wondering if Tuca will actually have to be suspended a game because he's actually injured. He's not due to come back until after the break. It's not a... It's not a huge deal because even if you were out one game, except that maybe it is a huge deal because Halak is really shaky right now. I don't 
I've, I've been wondering about this, and I don't know what the league's rules or stance is on this. I don't think he should be, be suspended, even though he said he wasn't going to play it. Now he's validly injured. He couldn't play it anyway. There might be a time at which you, a deadline to declare whether or not you're playing, and then if you do not declare at that deadline, then, then you get suspended. I, I, that's what I would expect would happen, but I don't know exactly what the rules are here. All right. Well, I just wanted to put that out there because it's important to, A, know that he's injured, and B, figure out what's going on with that one game thing. And no uh, roster freeze during the All-Star break, as far as I can tell. Okay. It's just it's just the uh, December uh, roster freeze that happens. All right. Well, it, it's not likely that any of your All-Stars would be traded. <laughs> <laughs> typically that's true you know unless you're like uh the lonely uh uh montreal habs player <laughs> or the uh or the only uh red uh red wings mm. who is it do we know oh, i forgot okay to be honest it's okay i just rediscovered them as a team today so no, no big worries. Yes, so Tuca's injured. I heard today that Connor Clifton's not due back until February. Yeah. And which, you know, when you look at it, that's like 10 days away or something. 12 days, I guess, technically. So, and he's going to be out. I mean, they're, they're having their break this week anyway. So that'll be good. We're not, he's not going to miss too much more actual game time, but still, that must have been a hell of a concussion. Was it a concussion? I feel like everything is a concussion lately. It's a heck of an injury. Oh, and then David Krejci also has an upper body injury. And he's been out the last couple of games and the team did well on Thursday. And they missed him today, for sure. Just just sit him through the All-Star break. I, there's no reason for him to play right now. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I mean, there's one game on Tuesday. You could call up all of Providence for all I'm ca- uh, I care at this point, except for Brett Ritchie. You can leave him there. All right. So that's basically the big news that I wanted to talk about. I did have a lot of quotes that I wrote down from other players uh, about uh, David Packus, but I think that, that, honestly, Brad summed it up very well. All right, so... Let's talk about the unfortunate ability for this Bruins team to blow leads or not even show up at all. So there's this there's this Taylor Swift song that keeps going through my head every time I watch the Bruins where the like could you just stop? Like can you just not <laughs> just this just this, those lyrics just like just going through my head over and over and over again uh, and yeah, I don't know what it is. It's either the some of it's, you know, some inexperience. You look at some of the mistakes McAvoy's made, and he's still learning. And there's, yeah, I don't know. There's just the, the constant brain farts. I don't really get the, the, the lack of, you know, the 60-minute effort. Was it from the song, You've you, you, you Got to Calm Down or something like that? Yeah, 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 that one, yeah. Okay, first of all, I never expected you to quote Taylor Swift lyrics at me, so this is funny. <laughs> <laughs> And also, I really can't stand Taylor Swift. <laughs> well, I can't stand how the Bruins are playing, so I guess it's... Oh, it's uh, fitting. It's it fitting. Maybe appropriate, yeah. 
I don't get it because, you know, it's like Monday night against the Flyers. They had the game basically in hand. And then halfway through the, the second period, they just decided, oh, we're done. Just let the Flyers score all the goals and tie it up. And then uh, we're not going to do anything in overtime. And then they went to the shootout and then <laughs> Marshy. Oh, my God. It's so frustrating. But, you know, it, it's very why, typical. Why, why can't a team with Marchand, Bergeron, Pasternak, and Krug score in overtime? Um, what is happening there? I don't know. Let alone why we're even getting into overtime. I I, I honestly have no answer for you. I, I see some people on the team playing really, really well and doing a really great job. You know, it's like today, Carlo was awesome for the most part. You know, it was uh, McAvoy who was just fucking up from time to time and they were serious enough fuck ups. Team uh, people that you rely on to just keep the puck just aren't doing it. I, I just I don't have an answer for you. I will say that Brad Marchand had a funny thing to say about his whole whiff on the puck in the shootout, which I described as a new and unusual way for the Bruins to lose the shootout. He barely touched the puck, but attention, hands have been lost or stolen. If found, please return to the TD Garden. Thanks. Took him a couple of days to come up with that, but it's funny. At least you can have a sense of humor about it. But maybe instead of having a sense of humor about it, you guys should just fucking score. Second line, right wing. Yes, I would like that. Maybe Donnie will do it this week. Okay, so you had that problem on on Monday. You also had that uh, problem today where you got up to a three-goal lead and then you gave up. You let them come back into the game in the second period. I mean, it was like, it was basically... Watching the Bruins play in the second period was like watching the Bruins play in the second period, I don't know, years ago? All year. Yeah, and it's the same thing all year this year. Yeah, it, for some reason, they, they reverted to form where they can't figure it out in the second period. So they allowed a goalie who could barely stop anything in the first period to stop almost everything because you didn't score, obviously. And then you allowed the, the other team to, to, I don't know, get into your head or just get back in the game so and in a way i'm kind of relieved it didn't go to overtime because i feared a shootout situation but also why did you allow them to score that fourth goal i and then on tuesday they just didn't show up just weren't there uh, thursday was the only game that they did very well and they could have very well have lost that game if uh, pittsburgh had known their ass from their elbow or actually i don't know stop just being dicks, they were just really dicky that game because they were losing. They were, they were, and today they just had to start not take their skate off the gas, and they did. So it's frustrating. I get it. I feel like Ben, you should just let it out, let it all out. What? Well, you're like, sitting there. You're like, why? Just, 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 just could you just not? Like, <laughs> like can you just stop? <laughs> it's just that. That's. That's all I think of when I'm watching that team anymore. <laughs> you need to calm down. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> I just, I can't stand her song titles. I'm just like, you could have just, you could have just called it calm down. Not, you need to calm down. Like, just stop it. Stop. Can you just not? 
I've tried that. I've written her a letter and said, can you just not? And then she, what did she do? She used it in a, in a song against me. No, I'm just, I've never written to Taylor Swift. I don't plan on it. Ben has chosen not to use this as catharsis. He's decided he's just going to be like, can you just not, please? I'm just going to quietly stew until after the All-Star break and then see what they, they do after that. So are you actually going to the game on Tuesday night? Or have you sold those tickets? No, I, I, I sold those. <laughs> I think that was a good mental break for you. You're like well, that was that was a decision made when the season started. So a, a friend needed a wanted to buy a, a batch of tickets and he included that one, and which is actually kind of annoying because I've still never seen the Golden Knights live. But I'll, I'll fix that next year. Um, no, we went to the Golden Knights game last year. Did we? Yes, did we? we did. Did we? Yes, we did. All right, so I've seen them live. Because we were talking about it. We were talking about how we wanted to go see them again, or I wanted to see them again in Vegas, and you wanted to go, and then it didn't work out for either of us for uh, various reasons. So, and, you know, honestly, God, I, I don't know if I like it. the Bruins playing them so early in the season out west. Like, can you play It's right them? before the break, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, they played them earlier in the season, and it's like, couldn't you guys like play them like in the winter so we could actually have a nice trip like they did last year? There's that, there's that, yep, yep. You know, because even when I went out to see them, I, I guess it wasn't that bad during the day. I kind of, I would like to go out there in the winter again, uh, or winter. I've never been in the winter. I've only been in the fall. But anyway, good. Well, good for you. I think that's good for your sanity. Don't don't watch them tomorrow. You did see them last year live. I was with you. Okay. I went to that game. We talked to Brian and his, uh, and his. Ah, uh, yes, yes, his fiance. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know it was uh, it was his fiance. I think. Yeah. Has that just changed recently? Uh, it's been that state for a while. I don't know. Okay. Well, I didn't. I did not know. Okay. Well, muzzle tough. Anyway. Okay. So, let's just do this little piece of business. Uh, Tim, you basically the only thing you got right was Thursday, last week, last week's game. Hey, at least I got something right. You did, you did. <laughs> Jeff, somehow or another, did worse than you did. <laughs> he got none of them right. Because <laughs> he thought that the Bruins would lose on Thursday and win today. He got nothing right. I only got two right, so I win this week. I got Thursday and today's results right, because I did say I thought the Bruins would lose today. So... There we go. That's the fun stuff. All right. So we're pretty single-minded on the Bruins, the second line, right wing thing. Is there anything else that I'm missing from this week? I mean, I've even snuck in the information about Tuca's wife being preggers. Oh, Tuca. Let's talk about Tuca's uh, big 500th game celebration. Were you there at that? Did you get I to was not. Oh. I sold those tickets, too. All right. That's fine. You couldn't have known. It was uh, it was fun to see all those older players that that, you, that were on the 2011 Cup team for the most part say good stuff about Tuca. You know, Chris Kelly seems barely animated to me. Like he's just—he's really chill. He's a super chill dude. He is. He is. He is. But it was good to see Tuca out celebrating that he he looked pretty good. You know, for a guy who just got injured. So, uh, and that drum set. Oh, man, he was so psyched to get that drum set. He actually posted something on Instagram about the drum set. 
So that was really cool. So that big, huge silver stick. Oh, man. Goalie stick. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> and I love when when Kim Neely came out to present that to him. He it, Tuka was holding this watch that he got, too. And Cam just roughly took the the, the, the uh, watch out of his hand and just put it over to the side and be like, here's your stick. <laughs> this is more important than your watch. <laughs> I'm sure that stick was expensive. It's going to be more expensive than a regular silver stick for other player accomplishments. I know, because it's there's so much silver. It's huge. Yep. Yep. But anyway, it's nice that, that Tuka got celebrated. Like him or not... He's not perfect, but uh, man, he's done a really, uh, he's done a good job for most of the season. He's been really great. And uh, right now is the time to appreciate him because Halak has been not so great. His number is going to the rafters. Like it's, it's that simple. He's been that good. He's actually been more consistently good than people realize. Uh, Tuka is not the problem in Boston. Lack of a second line right wing has been the problem, but uh, when you look at Tuka's numbers, uh, they really are something special. And once people start taking a hard look at that, they'll realize, like, hey, wait a minute. Like, this guy's been amazing for a really long time. And uh, I guess the big thing he that's been thrown out there is whether he retires when, it's, when his contract ends. Uh, he's apparently been a little cagey uh, in when talking about what his plans are after, after the contract expires. And uh, there's a little bit of scuttlebutt there, but... That's neither here nor there for the moment. You know, he's he's with the Bruins. He'll be like 35 when that ends, right? No, he'll only be like 33, I think. No, I thought he was 33 now. No, he's not 33 now. You're right. He's um, he's 32. 32. So he'll be 33 in March. Right. So, yeah, I guess, yeah, he would be 35 in here when that contract does wrap. Or 34? 34. It's one, one, more, one more year after this, yeah. All right, so it'll be 34, and realistically, how many goalies still play well after 34? Uh, the good ones keep going. The not-so-good ones might not keep going. I mean, to, uh, look at Tim Thomas. Like, he was a late bloomer. Uh, look at how long Lu- uh, Luongo played. Look at uh, you know, Hendrik Lundqvist, of course. Um, let's see, how old is Corey Schneider? He's not young either. He's 30, 33 right now. Although he's he's toast. Oh yeah, he fell off the cliff. Yep. Ryan Miller's still playing. Yeah, for uh, Anaheim, right? Yep. Not as a starter, of course, but you know he's he's still going. He seems to enjoy the game. No, I think that he made that move uh, in part because his wife is an actress, so or an actor, um, and uh, basically he knew that he wasn't going to be able to play full time anymore. So, but he could still play. So, why not? Packing up uh, John Gibson, it's it's got to be a little bit difficult because John Gibson's good, but the Ducks are Ducks for the most part aren't very good right now. So, Carey Price is thirty two with an awful lot of term left, like eight years or something. No, six, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know there are players, uh, there are goalies who have been playing for like twenty years or something like that. Yeah. I think like Berger, yeah. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Even just the current, you know, Pekka Rinna is uh, 37. Wow. You yep. mean Pekka Solani, as he introduced himself on the phone <laughs> to uh, a Finnish reporter. <laughs> Too funny. Too funny. That goalie goal was great. I don't know. 
I think Chara summed it up best when this past year when he said, you know, I, I look to other players uh, and I ask them, you know, when they knew it was time to stop. And basically when they, they just didn't want to do the training anymore, when it was just too much for them to do that, that's when they decided to give up. So who knows what Tuka is going to do? He, you know, he's, he's had a couple of UBIs in the last couple of years. And I don't know of what his history was before that. He's got young kids, obviously. And, you know, how long do you want to play having pucks chucked at you at high velocity? How long is too long is basically what I wonder. Uh, for him, it's, I think, just a matter of uh, his health and whether he can play at the level he wants to play. And I'm sure he'd, if, if his health is there and his ability is there, he'll keep going. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's basically his drive, what he wants to do. So yeah. I don't really have any thoughts on it because it's a year off. And I, I don't know. I just want to think about now. I think the window is now. Uh, so I would love for Tuca to actually win a Stanley Cup. Him being the goalie, winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, missed opportunity last season. And, you know, hopefully you know, we've got another year or two worth of runs left in that. You know, we'll see how that goes. And then for heirs apparent, you know, it looks like Zane McIntyre's out. It looks like Dan Vladar's uh, potentially next one to come up. And we'll see how that goes. Daniel Vladash. Well, Kyle Kaiser, don't don't discount him. He's going through some injury stuff right now, but he's also made an impression. Uh, definitely. He was the, the guy that they kept on the roster during the playoffs. And he's young. Also Swayman in Ma- at Maine. Maine, Blackbeer, great. Jeremy Swayman, yeah. He's having a fantastic year. I do often forget about him. I'm sorry, Tim. Because he's in college. It's fine. That's true. He could be. A, he's a junior this year. I don't know if he'll sign or stay for a senior season, but he's having a really good junior year. Yeah. If if he signs, wait a minute. Oh, never mind. I don't want to get into the the specifics on that right now. So, I'm worried about. Well, not worried. I'm I'm concerned about Krejci. Um, I had heard that Krejci, when he signed his current deal, had said, "Yeah, I I'm not looking for another contract after this one is done." You know, Krejci's just a little bit younger than Bergie, and he'll be, I don't know, 33 maybe when that's up. I think that the hockey season takes a lot out of you, and I think, uh, especially when you play playoffs and all that stuff. So, who knows? Who knows? That's another another situation that's up to him, and then it's going to be put up or shut up time for the prospect centers that we've had. So, we'll see how that goes. Right. I don't think Charlie Coyle's uh, a second line center by any means. Um, but it remains to be seen if uh, Studnik is ready. Well, he's definitely taking a puck off the mouth <laughs> this year. Yeah, so. yeah. He's also having a good year. He's an AHL All Star. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, he was in last week's game. He looked pretty good to me. He has at least an assist today. I think he has like 15 goals and four, 15 goals and. 13 assists now or something like that. So not a bad first uh, professional, full professional season. Okay. So anything else that we have? 
anybody have any individual thoughts that they want to share other than what we've talked about? Uh, spring oh. might be coming early. <laughs> Looking at the standings, a certain division rival is no longer in the playoff picture. This with the flurry of, of games last night, Toronto is now in 10th behind Carolina, Philadelphia, and Columbus. Uh, with Florida uh, leapfrogging them into the uh, third spot in the Atlantic. <laughs> what do you think of all of Noel Achari's goals, man? Good on him. Good on him. It's it's great to see. Like it's uh, certainly it's uh, uh, as the statisticians would say, not sustainable. But uh, good on him. I think it's 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 pure fun right there. Well, he's uh, on a, he's on the second line right now, so. That's what's happening. <laughs> That's pretty amazing for him. Um, yeah, with with Toronto, I mean, you lose Jake Muzzin, you lose Morgan Riley, and word is that Anderson uh, has been playing hurt, and uh, that's going to take a toll. That's going to definitely take a toll. They don't really have a backup, do they? Because they have gone through backup. No. Hutchinson, like there's talk of them trying to trade for Georgiev out of New York because of the um, – um, Who's the new rookie for New York? So is Lundqvist kind of taking a backseat to Georg Yurgiev and um, Shishjurkin? Yeah, so Igor Shishjurkin out of New York has been stepping up big time and looks like he's actually supplanted uh, Alex Georgiev. So there's talk of the Rangers moving him. There's talk of maybe the Leafs trying to pick him up somehow. But with the, the cap situation the Leafs are in, they'd have to move a player to get him. And... You know they're they're clinging to everybody they have for dear life, and what they really need are well they need a goalie, uh, you know backup for sure, but then they need defensemen as well because guys just keep falling like flies like they're over there. Another funny thing uh, would be if Columbus does indeed make it into the playoffs, and Artemi Panarin does not. <laughs> oh. That would be, <laughs> be a choice. Uh, and again, get get Columbus, who everybody. Said, hey, oh, look, they they blew all their assets into free agents who didn't come back. You know, they're you know they're screwed for a long time. And here they are in the the top wild card spot right now. And uh, Elvis Mercer Lickens has been absolutely outstanding for them. And look at Carolina with the the unfortunate and really awful injury to Dougie Hamilton, where uh, that's a lot of offense that they're going to be missing. And you know they're starting to slip. They lost three in a row now. Uh, so. We'll see how things go for Carolina as well. Uh, it's, uh, it's 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 a rumble right now for the for those last two playoff spots. He's uh, he's out for a while too with that broken leg. So broken fibula, yeah, fibula, fibula, T- tibia, fibula. Yep, not fibula, tibula. Yes, yes. Sometimes I'm smart. Well, sometimes we all are smart. <laughs> it depends on the situation. I mean, these guys, they, the rehab they do, they can be back in like four weeks in, in some cases, but you know, Carson Kuhlman, I think also broke his fibula or something and it took him a while to come back. Yeah, it did. I don't know what to, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything about Dougie. That's all. Yeah. It's just, it's unfortunate for, you know, player, like especially for you know, the team being uh, as strong as they've been this year as well to uh, be lacking. Uh, something there so yeah that just makes the playoff situation that much much dicier yep yep you know i just i really want 
the Bruins would stay in the top two in the Atlantic. I would really like them to not have to see Toronto again because that's seven game series in the first, you know, the first round that I, it just, it takes a lot away from them. It's not that the Bruins can't win that. They, we absolutely know they can. It's just, there's a lot of physicality in that. And I'd rather not do that. Okay. That's all. No. But yes, spring coming early with the Leafs being out. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that team's in a lot of trouble. An awful lot of trouble. Too bad. Couldn't happen to a nicer team. <laughs> Tim, you got anything? I don't. Okay, that's all right. We can talk about this week's schedule. Ready? There's one game. We're not counting the All-Star game. There's one game. It's on Tuesday, the 21st. Whew. Today's the 19th. Tuesday will be the 21st. It is at the Garden, and it's uh, the Golden Knights. Vegas Golden Knights coming in to play your Boston Bruins. So hopefully the Bruins can just win that and then go on break. Go off to the Bahamas. Go have a good time. Pasta, go play in St. Louis and, and win the... Uh, the skills challenge that you're really good at and then go on vacation for a little bit and then come back. Okay. That's all. Cause we all know that going to St. Louis in January is not a vacation. I mean, no, Nope. Okay. So, uh, I guess we can just wrap it up from here. All right. Okay. All right. So listeners, you've been listening to barely on topic. If you like us, please tell a friend. You can find us on SoundCloud, on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play, on Spotify, and many other places. If there's a place that we don't know about, please tell us. That would be great. You can contact us on Twitter at Barely on Topic, on Facebook at Barely on Topic Podcast, and you can also talk to us at our own personal private uh, Twitter accounts. I am, believe it or not, going to get this right. I am at VA from RI. You can contact Jeff at Dr. Hand Grenade, spelled A-I-D, uh, on Twitter. And, gentlemen? I am at Tim A. Richardson. Alright, and I'm at Fudjo, F-U-D-J-O. Okay. So, Tim? Word! <laughs> <laughs>